Hello, welcome to our podcast. Uh, what? Podcast. What? Podcast. Why did I say it like that? Why are you talking like that? Tomato. Tomato. Um, empty nest syndrome. ENS. Yeah. It's not a band. Yeah, that's what we're talking about today. But I just want to quickly refer back to last week's podcast. Which what, where we basically piled in on each other for being boring? Yeah, it really seemed to get a lot of you angry. It was bizarre, but wasn't it? It was, we couldn't have been more shocked, could no, we? No. I think it got people going more than anything else. And, and mostly people thought it was a terrible thing to sit and talk about what bores us about mm. each other. Yeah. And I just wanted to say, I think the point of doing this podcast is that we do things that are uncomfortable, that we discuss things, really, we don't really know which way they're going to go. And I think that is actually the USP of it, is that it's in a world where everything is so rehearsed and so thought out, I think the fact that we risk exposing ourselves really for want of a better way of explaining pixelator it. get the pixelator out uh, i think i think that that's a good thing well i i put a generic answer which in itself enraged a few people because <laughs> i just didn't have time to write loads and i could see that there was a sentiment and if there was a sentiment i thought well i just want to quickly attend to this but yeah i mean there's little point in us both sitting here and just telling each other each other's gorgeous and life's wonderful. I mean, it's <laughs> absolutely saying, pointless. Can that. you do a podcast where yeah. you tell each other how wonderful you are? Yeah. It's like, well, we could, but we I could. think it'd be quite boring. Incredibly dull. Um, <laughs> but here's the other thing as well. I mean, in terms of staying married so far, I think almost with anything in life, one of the things I did learn, without wishing to go on about rehab and all that kind of stuff, is that in any form of therapy, couples counselling, whatever, the whole point of it is that you challenge each other and yourselves. So like me and Nadia, yeah, obviously we say things that we don't want to hear. Obviously we say them in different ways. But, you know, when we come out of these, these podcasts, it's all about making us think a bit more and trying to see things from each other's point of view. Because I think one of the things most couples don't do enough is listen mm. to each other. And what we do try and do in this is listen. And of course there are times where it fires up. We fail miserably a lot of the time. Absolutely. But if we start thinking about what we're saying and how we're saying it and whether it's right or whether it's wrong. We may as well just, I might as well just smash this phone over my face and run out into the street, it's, it's pointless. Mm. So we're, we're sorry if we've caused, ruffled a few feathers, but you know, we're gonna do another one called, why are we really fucking boring? <laughs> <laughs> um, but the other thing I just wanted to just say just quickly was a lot of people I think have an idea that I have maybe not enough sympathy, if that's the right thing for Mark and Mark's mental health. I absolutely do, but I also have sympathy for people that live with Precisely. people with mental health. Precisely. And so it's a balance that I'm always trying to get, yeah. where um, I'm, and it's something I've had to work on because my thing is I'm a rescuer, so I tend to just want to look after other people because it distracts from whatever's going on in me. So it is something that I've had to actually go and learn where I say, okay, this is really bad for this person. Where am I at with this? Emotionally, where am I at with this? Because it's not, and that is actually a problem. I, I mean, even that is making it sound like I'm in this amazing person. It's not. It is it's as much of um, an addiction to be a rescuer as it is anything else. It's all about distracting from your own 
stuff, isn't mm. it? Oh, absolutely. So it's a, it's a tightrope that Mike, Mark and I are always walking of, having, of understanding each other. And when these podcasts get a bit itchy and a bit sticky, I personally think that is the whole point of doing them. Yeah. Because we were, we're all walking around, so many people walking around pretending that their relationships are fine and pretending that... And I think that's why there's so much loneliness within, within relationships. Yeah, I agree. Um, and so that's what we're going to continue to do. And, you know, I'm not made of steel. Sometimes these things do upset me and I do try not to be upset because the majority of people are constructive in their criticism. But that's what I would say. We love to be challenged. We love to be criticised. But please try and be constructive rather than personal because then I think it's better for all of us and this community that we're building Absolutely. with our podcast and with our YouTube. And here's the other lovely detail about this channel is that we ultimately can decide that if someone contributes to the forum who's offensive or clearly only interested <coughs> in trying to pull us or people down, we will hide you. Hide you. We will hide you. But I will find you. Us. I will find you. Oh no, please challenge, challenge oh, we love it. is fine. We love it. We sometimes we yeah. read through the comments, don't no, no, no. we? say, oh my God, look, this person said this and we go, God, that's interesting. Well, maybe, and that's what we want. We want a wide but conversation. But we do also know and we do also see when people have been systematic across various films. Mm. So, you know, we will find you and we will hide you. <laughs> anyway, let's get on with it. Empty nesting. Empty mm. nesting, the whole concept of empty nesting. Um, I didn't have a nest to empty, well I did. I mean, I had a home when I was a child. Because I think the way our attitudes to Well, glad to hear that. No, 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 but I think our attitudes <laughs> to empty nesting really do follow through from what happened to us. And I mean, when I left home, uh, my mum was at the same time splitting up with her partner. They were selling the house at the very same time that I went to college. So were you 18? Yeah. And so when I went to college, within the first term, the house was sold. There was no home to kind of return to, oh, from, right. from my perspective as a child. Oh, right. But I do remember even my mum, with all of the sort of, you know, awfulness of how our sort of, yeah, when I say awfulness, awfulness and highs, I mean, you know, it was a very intense and close relationship, one boy and his mum through 18 years on their own together. When I left, I remember, and because she was, you know, vulnerable because the relationship was falling apart. <laughs> That's the dogs. This is a real life. Is that someone at the door? Um, one of the things that I do remember was that she was deeply, deeply upset. And I remember being, I'm gonna have to go and check that. So, he's just gonna go and check. I forgot to say, I do usually say at the top of the podcast that um, we never edit anything. And I think the reason we stick to that so strictly is because it can be really tempting once you've edited one thing or one podcast to keep on doing it, and we really, really don't want to do that. I yeah, think it gives that. it gives a kind of a live feel to it rather than recorded, doesn't it? So I do remember my mum being sort of strangely very distressed, and I wasn't. I was so excited. I was heading off into the world. Oh, you weren't stressed jumping at on all. The train. You don't look back to you when you're that young. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. I mean, I remember getting, well, I mean, I got on a train, but pretended I cycled there, what a weirdo. Um, and I just remember heading off to college, and, and that was that. That was the end of that. And the last thing you should be thinking of is your parents. Absolutely. And the last thing I was thinking about was my mum, because I had it sort of hardwired into me that it hadn't been that fun. You know, it'd been difficult, and <laughs> I'm my own boss now, and therein lies that. So, what was the main thing? Because I didn't have that going off to college moment. What was the 
did it did it really feel like I am now a grown up? I am in charge of my life. I will no longer need this woman in the way that I ever had. Well, it was, strange it was different for me because mm. I never needed her. Yeah. And, and what had well, happened? Well, you did. Well, no, no, no. But you I just mean, didn't get what you. I didn't get needed. what I wanted, but I didn't know. I know. But my sense of things was that I didn't need her. My sense of my childhood was parenting her. So me leaving home was about me. Oh. Being free. And, mm. and, and not feeling fettered or living my mum's life because really it was such an all engulfing life. I had I was in relationships with all the people she was in relationships virtually. You know it wasn't yeah. just a mum situation. So I I just headed off and that was it. That was freedom for me. And my concept of where I would stay and it was funny. It was only when I hit the first summer at university I went shit. I've gone over. Where the hell am I going to go? When term? <laughs> college closes. What happened to all your stuff? My stuff went into storage down at Nam's. I didn't have a lot of stuff and it came with me in the van. Mm. Took, you know, she brought it down in the van later. So, um, so yeah, so, you know, for me, the whole, you know, my ex first experience of emptiness, you know, it wasn't a thing back then. You know, mm. money wasn't, you know, houses weren't so unaffordable. You know, my mum had a house, for God's sake. She wasn't earning a lot. What, what did your... So in those first few months, because knowing, having seen my sister, Dina go through it with Finlay a couple of years ago. It was yeah. terribly, terribly hard for her those first few months. And oh my God, she was agonising in the months running up to it as well about mm. him going. It was truly awful. But it was funny because all I was experiencing in that entire, because I, I was witnessing it, was just Finn's excitement. I know, nothing from I Dina know, at all. me I wasn't, too. I wasn't getting Dina's... Well, it's funny because as an auntie and as a sister, I was seeing both sides. Yeah, yeah, so I was yeah, trying but... to manage both sides. So I'd be yeah. saying to Finlay, oh, you know, just give your mum a little call, but he... not when he's put pressure no, on him. No, no, no. And then saying to Dean, you've just got to let him fly. You've yeah. got to let him fly. This is you haven't been a great parent. He's gone off. He's able. He's independent. He's excited. But of course, empty nesting back then. So when I left, when I left, I left. There was no text, there was no mobile phone. Yeah. If you wanted to call, it would all have, you'd have to be in a house Joyful. and at a phone. But, you know, you'd write, I'd write a letter every night. I'd write a letter a month to her. Wow. That was the kind of correspondence. God, I wonder if she's still got those letters. And then she headed off to Hong Kong and did all her stuff and she wrote back. You know, she was in South America, I think. Have you so, got any letters? She has. I think she's got some of the have letters. Have you got any that she wrote? Probably, somewhere, yeah. Oh, wow, I'd love yeah, to see yeah. them. But, um, so yeah, so empty nest. What was your, did you, you said you never left home? <laughs> well... God, yeah, I hadn't really realised that until we were thinking this We just thought we'd talk about our own experiences first and then we'd talk about how yeah. we deal with it. Um, <clears throat> I can remember very clearly my dad saying, um, and don't forget, my dad is Arabic, Jordanian, tribal, Bedouin. Bedouin. Yeah, tribally. Uh, well, there's a lot of people that don't know what Bedouin means. I said mm. it all the time. Look, do, do, do. So I'd better, I'd better explain that. Travellers in the desert, Travelers, literally, yeah. moving camp to camp. They sort of like um, desert gypsies. Desert gypsies, yeah. So I remember when we were about 15 and 16, 15 and 17, something like that, me and my sister Dina, my dad saying, you know what? I am going to convert the next door for you because we had a garage. Yeah. Because you are getting big. <laughs> there is no room for you. And I remember thinking, well, it's not very nice, there's no room for us. But actually, actually, it was because I think he was starting to fear emptiness ah. syndrome. So oh, he, he, with his bare hands, with my cousins, built yeah. like these two studio rooms. And I know this makes me sound incredibly spoiled, but I was, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I didn't think much of it at the time. So these two like bed sits almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we just had one room and a kitchen each. 
Dino and wow. I in a bathroom. In a, in a, in a bathroom. And um, he said the reason that he had done this was he wanted us to be free to choose what we really wanted to do. Now, this is really out there, guys. Rather than be saddled with having to make money to pay a dirty, stinking, creepy landlord the money who's going to be knocking at your door. So these are absolutely, I'm quoting him here, these were the reasons that he gave us for building these bedsits for us so that we could just do whatever we wanted to do mm. without being restricted by rents and all of that. Um, which is a great idea. You know, he knew we were both creatives. Mm. My sister wanted to be an artist. I wanted to be an actress. He said he didn't want us to end up in a job that we didn't want to do um, because we were having to finance what we really wanted mm. to do, artist, actress, which was all a great idea. But of course, when you do that with a teenager, what do they do? What do they do? Don't know, what do they, they just do? just become incredibly lazy. Oh, I see. And unmotivated. Yes, yes, yes of course. Um, so we lived in those flats for, oh my God, probably till I was about 20... Oh, Christ, you know me and my ages. I don't know, 22, 23. Right. Right. But I would have... I had relationships in inside that and would go and live with a boyfriend for six yeah, yeah, months yeah. and then come back. And yeah. So I had like... In a way, my own... Well, I did. I had my own bed You had the best of both worlds. I had the best of both worlds. We had a connecting door through to my parents' mm. house. So my parents had the best of both worlds. Mm. But my dad really did make it sound like it was just all for our benefit. But actually, when I think about it now, and I'm thinking this right now for the first time... At oh, right. Is this live? This is live. This, this is, is a live thought now. happening in Nadia's I mind. I think he was terrified of us leaving. And he was scared of the world for us. Right. I mean, when you think of the enormous journey that he had coming from the Middle East, bringing us up as like, really, yeah, I want independent young women. And then I think he probably had some difficult situations when he'd first come here with landlords and stuff. And I think it just got into his head. My girls are going to be in like flats with like creepy landlords knocking yeah. on their door and trying to get in. <laughs> I think his imagination mm. ran away with him mm. and he went into protection mode. Right. And so my sister and I lived up above, up, up and below each other for maybe like five, five or six years. Wow. Like that. I'd forgotten this. And it's clearly carried on because we live next door. Well, we still live next door yeah. to my mum and dad. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and my mum and dad have so people living we... in those bedsits now. But we've ostensibly only really put about 60 feet between you and yeah. your original your original bedsit. Yes. But do you think it's at all strange that we kind of built onto our house for business purposes and stuff like that? And then if we're now in a situation that in terms of empty nesting, this is what, what strikes me as odd. In one way, me and, epiphany. In one way, me and Teddy couldn't be more different. But in another way... No, you very In similar. another way, we couldn't be more identical because... I'm slowly and gently, as I'm nurturing Kiki into potentially considering the room opposite Maddie's in the extension, which is like two bedsits attached to the side of our house built by us. <laughs> oh I'm my slightly God. beginning to wonder whether we have completely what repeated did I history. Say, what did I say to you the other day? Because I, you what know, but hang on. But my line to the girls the other day was, of course, girls in the car, I may as well have had an Arab accent. Why do we want to be giving money to dirty, horrible, bastard landlords 
when you could be staying in our house and you can have the freedom, we can fill in the wall, you can come and go as you please. Did we you put say a that? Yes. I said the other day. <laughs> <laughs> it's so expensive for kids to move out. Of this I said we could just block up that door again. It's history repeating itself. Oh my! I am God. Teddy. I am Teddy. But what I would say is, with that time and staying close to my parents, I mean, I remember Izzy saying to us after she'd finished That's my university. Oldest I was like a baby bird that left the nest too soon. She said that. Yes. And I think that we there is a rush for people to get out and stand on their own yes. two feet, and that's good. But I think rather like not all children are ready for the same thing. Absolutely like, like, agree. Matt, like Kiki was a summer baby and she was a whole year younger than everyone mm. else in her class. And I don't think she was ready for school um, because she was just so much younger. And I think different people develop at different stages. I agree. And my sister, my eldest sister, Dina, was incredibly shy. Yes. And she did find the world quite a frightening place. And so she had longer to establish mm. herself. Mm. We were very, we were very close. So, so that was great in that we, we kind of had this mm. living experience. And we paid my parents, you know, a little rent and stuff mm. like that. So we were, we weren't just like completely indulged, spoiled. Rats. Well, I mean, I did say that to the guy. I mean, so in terms of our attitudes to empty nesting, I mean, my line on it is exactly like yours. I think that, you, you know, a one-size-fits-all kind of jump-off point of 18 always struck me as a bit bizarre because, you know, various people... And when you go to college, you can see, you know, when you're at university, you can see those who are struggling and those who are, are striking for freedom and those who are a little bit more tentative and, 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 and hesitant. Um, for well, me... What I, I have changed my mind on, though, is that... I think I've always said, and I've said it many times on Loose Women, so if anybody thinks, oh, she's contradicting herself there, you said on Loose Women. But I do think it's okay to contradict yourself and change your well, way you of thinking. Well, you can rethink. Exactly, that the point? I rethink all the time. Isn't that the point of I've life? always said, and I think we've had this conversation, that I wouldn't ever want to charge our kids to stay here. Now, we, of course, are in the very lucky position financially that we could afford to yes. say that, and most people couldn't. But I've changed my mind on that now, mm. and I do think that I would say you've got to pay a certain amount. Well, of I, I said that to the girls, and I said that to the girls too. I said, yeah. there's no way you can live in a household, because I said, you cost, you cost money to run. I mean, you know, everyone goes on about cows being the greatest eater and creator of carbon dioxide, but actually the biggest polluters and money gobblers are humans. And I said, you know, if you live with us, there is going to be some money that you need to spend on it. Uh, you know, I feel, I feel for kids, though, today, because the whole empty nest syndrome thing, I think, was a thing. I've got a funny feeling that the, even the concept of the empty nest is going to become a little bit archaic quite quickly. You know, unless there... And I, I hate to get boring, but unless there is a massive correction in, you know, house prices and, and finances, and unless we... Really, unfortunately, unless we go into some enormous economic doom-laden recession, which... Brexit looks like it's going to bring. You know, you need something that kind of yeah. equalises the playing field so that kids can actually think about moving out. Because here's the thing, you might have all the best intentions in the world, the child might want to leave, you're happy for them to leave, because we haven't even talked about the lifestyle we might live in an emptiness. It's a big topic. This. It's a big topic. But once they've left, there's this idea or this perception, and I've experienced this already with, with Izzy to some degree, that, you know, oh, the, the cost of the child evaporates, and it, quite, quite the opposite. The mm -hmm. cost of the child 
in many ways, explodes because you're suddenly dealing with deposits, you're dealing with buying out of properties, you're dealing with getting new furniture. You know, so all those things become extra costs in adult life. You think you've, you think you've got over the finishing line yeah. and no, you're kind of starting in a whole different way. So it's not even like a financial hurrah. There's, you know, and I often say That's this. That's why we are really trying to encourage the kids to save some money. Absolutely. Because, I mean, Izzy was great at that, wasn't oh, she? She's she brilliant. had saved some. Brilliant. But, you know, it is something you have to think about. About, you know, it's good for them to go, okay, to yeah. say to them, you know, you're going to go yeah. to college, you're going to want a nice armchair, yeah. you're going to want a cosy armchair from a secondhand shop, that's probably going to cost mm. you about, if it's, you know, it's going to cost you 40 quid. Think about these things ahead of time. So this yeah. is about marriage. So how will our relationship, how, if the girls were to leave, are you in pain? In no, I'm, just, way, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just considering this. As how would me. our relationship change? How would things change? I mean, on a practical level. I mean, right, well, you I were talking about just experiencing it this mm, weekend, weren't you, with Maddie at a festival? Yeah, the thing is, if you'd asked me this a couple of weeks ago, I would have been, I'm totally fine, I'm not worried about emptiness mm. at all. I mean, I do think the fact that we have had an ongoing conversation within our marriage is amazing, because I do know that a lot of people find that they, they are worried about what they're going to say when their kids aren't around the table, because they've almost... Have they put their relationship vicariously on through the children. So, mm. and you see it a lot, don't you, in restaurants where people are just talking to their kids to each other through their kids. So that I'm not worried about. Even if anything, I have a, and I've spoken about this in other podcasts. I have a certain amount of guilt that I think sometimes our children have been outside of our conversation, right? Because we've always talked so much, right. and I, I suspect but often in ten about years. Them. 20 years, no, no, we're often talking about stuff. Oh, great programme, we're always talking about stuff. Yeah. I reckon in 10, 20 years, we will be having a conversation after a couple of bottles of wine somewhere with our kids and they'll be going, oh my God, you were just, both of you just talked all the time, you were just never in a conversation. I mean, so I think that we're okay with. I'm not the least bit worried, like, right. what am I going to say to Mark? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> because we have a lot of the same way of thinking about the world, we have a lot of similar interests. And so I have been thinking up until now, wow, I just think we can go to the theatre loads more. We both love the theatre. We can hang out. We can travel. We can do all this stuff. And I've got no problem about, with it. But Maddie went to Reading Festival last weekend and... We didn't talk. It was the first... <laughs> because she went off in such a grown-up way, we kind of didn't know what time she was no. leaving. She'd organised her own stuff. She'd done her rucksack. She'd got... It was the beginning, real beginning... Oh, it was very symbolic. feeling that she was a grown-up. Yeah. You know, and the week... Two weeks running up to Reading Festival, it was like, oh, where are you... To oh, I don't know. What time are you going back? Oh, I don't know. And it was like... That, oh, no, something, something has very much this shifted. This summer yeah. has been her totally managing her mm. own life. Mm. Some of which I love because I hate responsibility. And I, and I find it very difficult, actually, a lot of being a mum. But, yeah, I've got a bit of fear now, just missing her, because yeah. I just love her so much. And I like her. Yeah. I mean, the thing is about Maddie and Kiki is, we can love our children and not particularly like mm. them, mm. but I really, really like them. Yeah. They're funny, they're dry, mm. they keep me on my toes, they correct me, they see me for who I am, and they are great at criticising me and making me think. And I will, I'll miss all of that. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you something I will miss, is that 
not, we never call them in, you know, like some relationships will, will try and sort of corral or court the opinion of their children in a situation. We'll never sort of say, what do you think? What do you think of, you know, I mean, there have been occasions where rows have happened and, you know, they've chimed in. But I, I, I do, when I think about or entertain the thought of it, I'm, I'm like you. I mean, I think we are very lucky. I'm a much more nervous person. So I get... I feel that the bundle of responsibility is going to be mine to keep the conversation flowing, to keep the activities coming in, to keep the stimuli, you know, I'm not saying I do all those things, but I'm saying that I will worry about doing all those things. And so I get almost uh, stage fright at the thought of the girls not being here and us not being geared as any family is towards all of the kind of... Maybe you'll bloody relax then. ...structures. Well, maybe, but then, but then I have so many, I have such a hungry appetite for so many things. I worry that my hunger and thirst for all those things will just eventually drive you mad. And whereas you'd like to just be on beaches on holidays and coughing cocktails you know, and that sort of stuff. I, I'm going to want to be charged. I'm going to be wanting to be charging around America on foot. You know, no, I'm saying both you extremes. Make me sound no, 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 so no, 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 I wasn't all saying I'll it like that. No, not all you're going to want to be doing. All I'll be wanting to do is sit on a beach and quaff cocktails. <laughs> I can honestly 100% say when I was just describing but that that was not in my head no, at no. all. Look, I quite happily will quaff virgin cocktails too. No, but, but I don't want to sit no, on no, the beach and quaffing cocktails. I wind you up so easily. I'm just saying, but you know, there are, I'm using the two extremes of what our preferences sometimes are on holidays as it will put a magnifying glass over our relationship because it always necessarily will. And well, they're two extremes, make me sound no, like a Barbie doll. Right, well, make not. you sound like not. a ferocious, well, I think everyone knows a ferocious brain. No, I'm not saying I'm not saying that at all. But I mean, I'm trying to just caricature some of the differences in us from just a, a grab handle. Um, but also, one of the things that I think we would both miss is, are you leaning out of your shot now? I am perfectly in my It's shot. so frustrating. She cannot comp com compose a you shot. You know I have trouble sitting still. And I'm She's perfectly such a in fidget. the shot. Um, yeah, I know, but I'll have to move it across now. Uh, the girls are also great objective diplomatic barometers on us. They check our behaviour towards I mean. each other. Mm. And I think, you know... Well... Well, no, I think they do. I think they know when I'm being ridiculous. Kiki often pulls me up and says, yeah. Dad, you're being a bit... Oh, Maddie goes, Dad, that's a bit, you know, you're a bit yeah. kind of on the... And, and I actually, you know, many parents would be like, don't talk to me, you know, a lot oh, of parents no, we would be like... like it. It's really important and I hope it gives them some confidence because I know they're coming from a place of care and oh, concern. Oh, yeah, it's never cheeky. It's always... No, it's never... It's always... They just know us very yeah. well. They know us very, very well. So and in that I, sense, I think blessing. we might lose a really important... Mm. layer of That's diplomacy between yeah. us that, and so when I then think about that I then get slightly worried I get a bit scared of the prospect of thinking you know where maybe Maddie or Kiki can dissipate an excess in me or a ridiculousness in me or where I take a joke too far one of my mistakes is that I take things too far you might just tire of that and there won't be anyone there to just rein you back in and you might just go I mean, thankfully, we're through the menopause, so it won't be the empty nest and the menopause. So, so I'm excited, but I'm nervous. Because I also share so many interests with the girls too, you know, but I, I think I chime in with you. You have different interests with them, but it's that friendship thing. It's the idea of, of I, I genuinely like them. I, they genuinely make me laugh. We will be losing the day-to-dayness of the friendship. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's not so much about... Um, and for your, I mean, don't get us wrong, we're very much their parents as well. Mm. We're not like 
out raving with them kind of oh, friends. No, of we just want to be our kids' thing. friends. Don't, don't, not, Maddie not... did ask me to DJ at her next party <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> which, which, which we not. We're not that at all, and not, nor will we ever be, because I think that's wrong. I think your your kids need you to be. A boundary, yeah. yeah. Um, and Mark is a big kid, and he's just a kid with them. But I'm very much the mum and tells them what to do and tells them off and all of that sort of stuff. But, um, but they also know when I take a certain tone and I'm giving them advice, yeah. they know that they know when to stop yeah. and listen. Yeah, but we are, yeah, we're friends. We, we really, really like each other. We all yeah. like hanging out with each other and, yeah. and we will miss that. But you know what? I have a feeling they'll, they'll be here a lot. Yeah, I mean, I suppose all I'm articulating is a fear of change less that there will be new opportunities. I mean, for example... See, I love change and you hate change. And no, I, I don't. I that's that's, not, that's not true. I've, I've made some of the biggest changes most people can make in their life. Mm. Um, I, I love change. I like... But because of the nature of my upbringing and, my, and, the, and the fear quota, quota, I am more than happy to don an outfit, go to the North Pole, jump out of a plane, do whatever. That's fine. Mm. But I like to... There's nothing wrong with liking to be certain of my kit and equipment and tools and where we're going. I like mm. to know where we're going, mm. however well, rapidly it happens. I think that's happens. a really good way to describe it. Empty nest syndrome, we are walking into the absolute, absolute unknown. unknown. And I suppose, again, it's the differences between you and I, which I think that's why we complement each other, is that I think you would agree that you you, you overthink sometimes, yeah. and I yeah. overthink in a different way. I mean, I really do overthink too. But I'm also very much what will be will be because if I try and work out exactly what it's going to feel like and exactly how I'm going to worry and what it's going to be, I'll drive myself mad. Mm. So I'm just, I keep thinking, I think it will be a good thing. I think we'll be all right. I think the girls will be around a lot. I think we'll hang out a lot. Yeah. I think we'll holiday a lot. I think they'll want mama spaghetti a lot. I think they'll crave the conversations that they have with you. Yeah. It's going to be hard for them to find people that understand their love of music, yes. their love of film, all in the way that you do. Yeah. You know, all the wonderful times we've all had together, going to see art and doing all of that stuff. Those are all comfort blankets mm. that they will want to come back to. So, but there will be great periods of time where they'll just be wanting to hang out with them, with their boyfriends and won't even think I about know. us. And, and, and we mustn't want them to think, and this is the important thing, we mustn't want them to think about this. I no. say this to Izzy and I say this to Fleur. Of course, I always tell them how much we miss them, but I hope it's a testimony to the strength of our relationships that I'm, you know, they're off and they're doing their thing and I just want them to be doing their thing. Um, what I would say though is it's why I'm putting Netflix, I'm probably going to get Disney Plus put in there. We're thinking of making the room really attractive. I'm going to put a projector in there. It's going to be a can't leave location. The, way. the one side product of the sidebar, uh, sort of positivity in all of this though is we might be able to do something in there without you know worrying you know by the fire by the telly in front of the front of the by telly the bit of a cuddle bit of a bit of a spontaneity that'd be so weird spontaneous it? that'd be so weird just to have a cuddle without going oh my god who's gonna walk in i was talking about having a cup of tea what cuddle. are you talking about cuddle. yeah just a cuddle I mean, so I think they, they'll be, they'll be, but mind you, by the time we're lifting empty, our eyebrows when by we the say time that, empty we, nesting we, happens. If you're listening to this on the podcast, oh, we're, we're doing a lot of facial stuff yeah, for our YouTube yeah. channel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's a that's a that's a positive. A bit more. Anyway, what do you to think, have, guys? You know what, what will be good to have a sense of endless time. You know, when you were younger, I want to work when we first met. 
you'd wake up when you wanted to, like a weekend you would just well, I'm never do gonna what stop you wanted working. to. I mean, no, no, I know that. But we are freelancers, so even yeah. that we decide when we work. Yeah. I mean, I think we'll probably make more programs than ever. I yeah. think for our YouTube channel, I think we will. I think we'll become even more productive, actually. Yeah. Um, but we'll also, when we have leisure time, we'll be able to really have leisure time because it'd be absolutely what we want to do, and not yes. fixing it yeah. for for everybody else. And that would be really cool. I mean, yeah. imagine just staying in bed till ten o'clock. And you, you know. Bye, everybody. Bye, guys. <laughs>